opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you. You need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby fetus, it's the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. You, you, you young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for justice. And now, here's Mark. So the question I have for you today on the Mark Harrington Show is, should we open the economy back up? Should we open the economy back up? That's what's being talked about all across America. That's what's being talked about in the states. That's what's being talked about in Washington, D.C. with the daily uh, press conferences with President Trump and the Coronavirus Task Force. That is the debate. Uh, Should we open up the economy or... Should we stay in place, shelter in place, continue to stay home? Uh, That's what's being debated all across America. And, of course, it's created a whole lot of controversy leading to protests in places like Michigan. Uh, There's protests in my home state uh, this weekend because a lot of people think it's time. It's time to get back to work. We can't let the economy crash which might cause worse problems in many respects than the COVID-19 virus itself. So we're going to be talking about that today. And we're going to be talking about five reasons why we should open up the economy now. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, Operation Rescue, our good friends at Operation Rescue, put out uh, an article yesterday relating to this Associated Press article that was published that showed that apparently, according to them and their reporting, that shows that the the effects of COVID-19 on pregnant women are uh, leading to to them having more abortions, apparently. That many of them are being frightened into abortions and that abortion facilities that service them uh, are seeing an increase of abortions. And so we want to talk about that today with my good friend and colleague, uh, uh, Troy Newman. (laughs) Troy Newman. (laughs) He's such a good friend, I I couldn't even pronounce his first name. (laughs) My good friend and colleague, Troy Newman of Operation Rescue. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, uh, John. Uh, uh, Oh, I mean, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've How's only known each other for thirty years. Hey, it's great well, to be hey. on the show, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, anyways, you guys came out with this uh, these five reasons we need to open up the economy now. I wanted to go through each one of those with you uh, because I think you know the uh, obviously you know we, you and I and others have been working to try to get the states to enforce these uh, n- these orders 
that have been handed down by the governors to, uh, you know, force places to not perform non-essential medical procedures, which would obviously include abortions, you would think in most cases, right? Well, look, if you if they if it's a so-called choice, right? Uh, that's it, it, and and in fact, they call it an elective procedure, elective uh, abortion. It's not a forced abortion. This isn't communist China. So yeah, you would think that these are non-essential services. Uh, I know it, I, my office is actually a former abortion clinic and right across the street from us is a hospital and the uh, normal parking lot for the staff at that hospital is almost vacant because all the elective surgeries, the knee replacements, the shoulder repairs, the tonsillectomies, whatever they are, they're mm -hmm. not doing those. They're, right. that, those are elective procedures. And since abortion is a so-called elective procedure, certainly not elective for the baby, Right. But yeah, these places should be shut down. My own county, Sedgwick County, Kansas, uh, the city council declared the abortion clinics non-essential and they should be shut down. But our radical pro-abortion governor declared them to be essential services. And they're literally these women are literally packed in like cordwood at this. That's, ha that's happening all across America, happening here it's in Ohio, horrible. unfortunately. And the courts jumped in and prevented our governor from enforcing the uh this order to uh, require the abortion centers to abide by the the ruling, the, the order that non-essential medical procedures should not be performed. But having said that, I mean, abortion's been a big, you know, a, one of the big topics related to this whole COVID-19 uh, crisis. And, I, you know, conventional wisdom in my mind would have been if governors are issuing these orders, uh, whether they're being enforced or not, women are hearing about that and thinking, you know, are, is my abortion mill open? Am I going to have to do I can I go to the abortion clinic or not? I would think to myself, women wouldn't be going to the abortion clinic to have an abortion. But maybe the reverse is true in that they're, you know, they're 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 panicked. They're they're worried about this and they're they're being frightened into having an abortion. So let me let me go through these with you, uh, Troy your four reasons that you cite in your um, your blog on Operation Rescue's website. The first is this. Uh, four important reasons, or, or, and I'm going to add a fifth, but four important reasons why reopening the country would save lives by reducing abortions. Again, I'm talking to Troy Newman of Operation Rescue. Number one, you cite this one. More women are likely to go through their abortion decisions than before the pandemic. A pandemic right uh what why do you why do you see that and that's one of the things that i guess this um, associated press article relates uh in the in the article right well women uh, uh typically when they find out they're pregnant the first thing that they do we, we we know this from years ago is that they start googling what happens when they're pregnant and these right. ads start popping up and right. uh, for abortion and and the abortion cartel is heavily uh, on the internet doing ads and ad buys and keyword searches for pregnancy and abortion and so forth. So they call their local abortion clinic and then they're sold an abortion. The, the solution is always to come in and kill your baby. And so they'll, they fish for an appointment and that's what these salesmen do. When you call an abortion mill, they're literally selling you something. It's right. like calling one of these gold and silver hotlines. They're selling you gold and silver. Uh, when you call a roofer, they're going to sell you a roof. If you call a paver, they're going to sell you a, a paving uh, company. It's going to sell you something. We just paved our 
driveway or so. Uh, so why would they be mind. more likely to go through with it now rather than not before uh, the pandemic? It's very interesting. Uh, I think it's out of fear, but uh, yeah. allegedly, according to this article, and I believe it to be true, right. that 50 percent of the people who are sold an abortion, sold an abortion appointment, simply don't show up. That's so right. Here they are. They're pining away at home, and they're worried about the economy. They're turning on the TV, and they're sold nothing but fear and propaganda that they're going to die. They're right. even told these abortion mills are telling them that if they get this COVID-19, their baby then has high risks. So even women who are already exactly. pregnant, that wanted to be pregnant, that want to have that child, are sold through fear and propaganda. Right. And they're, they're afraid they're going to get it and pass it on to their child. Their child's going to have some kind of deformities or whatever. Sure. Abnormalities, sure. and then they three need the heads and sixteen arms, and which just, is a, yes. which is a lie, of course. But yes, so that's number one. Number two, women who otherwise would not consider abortion are having them out of fear. That kind of goes along with number number one, right? I think that's probably true. I think there's been a lot of panic that's been sown by the media and others, and I'm sure Planned Parenthood is also propagating that. Number three. Well, hold stick, on. Let me go. Let me go back to number two just a minute. We remember I, back in 2009. Uh, right after the big crash, the stock market just collapsed. People were out of jobs. People were losing their houses. People had were forced to move. Well, the, what does Planned Parenthood tell you? Look, a baby is going to cost you two hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars. <throat> excuse me, over your life, over the baby's lifetime for diapers and college and all the. Could you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars? No, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess according to that plan, I should have had about one and a half million dollars saved up in order to have five children. I don't know. You pay for them as you go. Somehow you make way for these beautiful children. You sacrifice, you work a second job, but no, through fear that you're not going to have everything. How could you dare bring another child into this crazy uh, pandemic world here? Yeah, And I remember them having discounts, you know, you could get a coupon or whatever on the abortion during the uh, collapse of 2009. Uh, Number three, state orders to halt surgical abortions have been largely unsuccessful. In other words, other than Texas, as we know, I I think at this point, other than Texas, every other state that has issued these non-essential, the ceasing of non-essential medical procedures are continuing to provide abortions, uh, irrespective of those orders, despite all of our best efforts to get these governors to enforce them and then the courts jumping and so forth. Texas, as far as I know, is the only one that's not enforcing that. Or I'm sorry, that, 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 that they're abiding by that. Of course, that's been appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. But, um, but th- that has been unsuccessful. Now, how does that lead to maybe women possibly having more abortions during this COVID-19? Well, they get free press, don't they? You know, the, when, yeah. they, when, when the governor says this is an essential service, look, we're, we're not talking about people that are uh, been around the block several times. Uh, we have a few decades on us and are, we're much more, uh, more wise than we were back in our teens or early 20s. And so when the government says, look, this, this, must, this place must be open just like a grocery store, just right. like your pharmacy, this place must right. be open. And it's considered one of their many options. Uh, you know, my parents used to say just because it's legal doesn't make it right. But a lot of people today believe that just because it's legal or just because it's open, it must be, it must happen. It must be okay. Yeah. It must be okay. And so it is a, a quote, viable option for these, uh, for these women. And we need to get out there in force and, uh, and tell them that it's not a good choice. It's a horrible choice. Shooting heroin, I guess, is a choice in San Francisco. You can do that. They give you free needles. I've seen it done. 
but it's a very bad choice for you. Abortion's a bad choice for you, and it's a terrible choice for your baby. My guest is Troy Newman of Operation Rescue. You can go to operationrescue.org to find out more, and you can read this article on the reasons why we need to be opening the uh, economy back up uh, in order to save lives from abortion. And he talks about these four reasons we need to open the economy. Uh, number four, Troy, is this one. And I think this one's the most problematic of all. And that is abortion facilities are using this pandemic to expand webcam abortions to all 50 states, uh, despite the fact that in 18 states, these types of um, dangerous abortion pill distributions are uh, against the law. Uh, this is, I think, the biggest problem facing us right now is that they're the governors and, and even the U.S. federal government is pushing this whole telemed thing, you know, right. loosening restrictions. Talk about it yesterday. Yeah, right. take, taking down these uh, restrictions and, and barriers to being able to, to, you know, visit your doctor, get medicines, these kinds of things, which I think is good. And when it comes to COVID-19, for sure. But when it comes to abortions, they're going to take the abortion industry is going to take advantage of this. So. I, I see this as probably one of the bigger problems that we're facing during the COVID-19 right. uh, crisis. And, and so how do you see it? I mean, you guys have been tracking this whole webcam abortion thing for years. Right. We were the first ones to discover it out of uh, Iowa. Uh, I, there was a, a leader, uh, a, a Planned Parenthood director there that said, really pioneered this idea of telemedicine, or we call them webcam abortions. Now, think about it. Abortion is a, is a very serious procedure, uh, right. surgically speaking. And when you take an abortifacient, a pill uh, that literally causes uh, hemorrhaging to, for your uterus to literally flush itself out, women have died from this. Literally, right. women have died from taking these abortion pills. And so uh, Typically, in a doctor-patient relationship, there's a tactile exam, there's an in-person meeting. Uh, I was thinking about getting some LASIK surgery, and I sat down for a half an hour talking with my doctor face-to-face -face about the actual uh, challenges and risks associated with LASIK surgery. And that's nothing compared to taking this, uh, this fetal poison that poisons the mother and the baby. And so with these relaxed restrictions, you know, realize this, once we're under this quote state of emergency, it's, it, and we've seen these draconian measures happen all over the nation, these governors or uh, mayors or councils and health officials literally relax these standards so that abortionists that are not licensed in your state can start administering these uh, very deadly, very dangerous abortion drugs. And not only can they do it personally, but they can do it over the computer in a Skype connection, a lot like this. But now Planned Parenthood has launched this app, and I'm not even going to advertise for them. Right. But it's but literally, you can just get onto your phone, and then drugs come in the mail that kill your baby and could poison you, and oftentimes right. force you into an emergency room situation to have a DNC because uh, you're hemorrhaging so bad, uh, meaning the the woman. So it's very dangerous, and, and these sorts of relaxed laws uh, give the abortion cartel permission to foist their uh, radical, extremely radical abortion agenda on people, and especially, as we mentioned earlier, for women who are scared to death. No doubt. And, you know, it's it, obviously Planned Parenthood and the abortion cartels 
are trying to take advantage of COVID-19. I mean, they're, they're going to take advantage of every single opportunity they have presented by this whole crisis. As we all know, they're not about the solution. They're not trying to stop the spread. If they were trying to stop the spread, they'd be closing down. They'd be ceasing these surgeries. They'd be ceasing right. the, you know, the, the abortion pill, uh, dis dispensing those and so forth. But they're not going to let a crisis go to waste. I mean, right. And this is what it's all about. So they're taking advantage of these and they're using this whole they're they're pivoting. I mean, you see it they're right. pivoting to the and they were already doing this, but they're pivoting from a surgical to medical or a chemical abortion, the abortion pill. And they're using webcam abortions. Uh, this, to me, is, is one of the bigger reasons why we need to open up the economy when it comes to the unborn. Now, finally, on I have an, a fifth one, which is a broader, more a broader look at not just the abortion issue, but generally uh, just life and, you know, human life generally. And that is that if we don't open the economy, and this is a broader discussion, but if we don't open the economy soon, we're going to see a crash. I mean, we're already seeing unemployment at unprecedented numbers. What, 16 million, maybe more have applied for unemployment right, compensation. Right. We're possibly looking at 20, 25, 30% of the uh, workforce being unemployed. These are depression numbers. Uh, this is, could lead to a massive economic hardship. And in so doing, we know when that happens that, you know, think the idea of raising a family, having children, uh, it, it may not be at the top of the list, which could lead to more abortion. So that, to me, is another reason why we got to get the economy back. Moving. Right. And from a health perspective, uh, more broadly, look, in Kentucky, there's been more suicides since right. the quarantine than there have been deaths from this COVID-19. Uh, oftentimes, uh, we as human beings, particularly men, we size ourselves up, we judge ourselves, we rate ourselves based on our, uh, our jobs, ability to feed our families, to be able to support our families, make our mortgage payments. I, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering. Uh, and I'm sure everybody you know has some degree of uh, a financial hit in this, some worse than others. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you can't make your mortgage payment, I'm, I've never missed a payment in my life, uh, except for one time I didn't get the bill and I missed my cable bill and I felt so bad about it. I paid double next, the next month. Uh, it just never came in the mail. I mean, I, I literally pride myself in paying my bills. Can you imagine how many people can't pay their bills this month? It's, it's taking a huge toll on the emotional well-being of America. There's companies that will never reopen. Uh, there's companies that are just being devastated. And that causes uh, people to sometimes well, Uncertainty leads uh, to people reconsidering you know, maybe the plans of having a family or Right. That was my uh, next point. Right. Someone it's, says, it's, let's it's, have a baby. You know, in 2000, we all, they all said the world was going to crash and we were going to be destroyed. Uh, and I didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody has a crystal ball. But I looked at my wife and I said, you know what? The world says uh, it, we're going to be destroyed. What better thing to do than bring a baby in the world? Amen. So we, I have my beautiful daughter, Sarah, who's 20 years old this year. And uh, she's my Y2K baby. And I hope that there's I hope there are a lot of COVID-19 babies. <laughs> exactly. I hope the reverse is true, and I think it's yes. very possible. Again, I'm talking to Troy Newman of Operation Rescue. We're talking about reasons why we need to open up the economy now, uh, pro-life reasons, anti-abortion reasons, and generally just, you know, common sense reasons. I want to read a little a quote from uh, Russell Moore. Russell Moore is the uh, Ethics and Religious Liberty Council uh, Director 
And he wrote in the New York Times that he said this, that basically each human life is more significant than a trillion dollar gross national product. Mm -hmm. uh, basically what he's saying, and he, he's putting this out there that, you know, profits versus profits versus life, profits versus life. I mean, right now we're trying to trying to, you know, walk a fine line. We're looking at human life. We're saying we, we need to s save human life, but we can't let the economy go down the tubes. And so he says each human life is more significant than a trillion dollar national gross national product. True. I think it's true. Stocks and bonds are important. Yes. But human lives are created in the image of God. No one would disagree with that. That's a Christian, right? We would hope not. And it, but he goes on to say that we cannot rev up the cash registers, quote, when the elderly, disabled and poor and the vulnerable are in peril before your, our eyes. Now, I think you've been following this as closely as I have. Originally, the, you know, the experts said, let's flatten the curve. That was the goal. It looks like it's flattening. And now I see the goalposts moving a little bit. And they're saying, right. well, you know, now that we flatten the curves, now it's just we need to end the virus. We need to kill the virus. Every single human life needs to be preserved. That was never the goal to begin with. And it shouldn't be the goal now because it can't be done. It can't be done. If we close the economy for weeks and months from even flattening the curve, we're going to run into all kinds of other problems, including high unemployment, which leads to increases in mortality, suicide, gambling, all these other bad habits, depression, right, which can lead to increased drug abuse, alcoholism. And then what we're beginning to see just at, and I hope this doesn't happen. Civil unrest. You got unemployed people out there? <laughs> I'm sorry. We might see things that we haven't seen in decades. So I, I think uh, we, we can do both. We can, can be concerned for the profits and the economy, and we can also be concerned and for human life generally. And we need to open up the economy soon. No doubt. And listen, Mark, I live in an agrarian area. Our county where I live, uh, high... Uh, a percentage of the economy comes from agriculture, both uh, planting and raising cattle. And th yesterday, the local health official ordered everybody to stay home, including farmers. This is the time of year where we plant. You can't plant next month if you don't plant your crops today. People will be starving in nine months. Right. Okay, the, the food supply. And we rely on the yeah, the farmers. There's, you're gonna have to provide our food. There's a food chain here. If you want to cause deaths by starvation, don't plant crops this year. Don't raise cattle. This is ridiculous. Well, and I, I hope they're not following that order. <laughs> well, of course not. No, no, we do not follow this. And if people, people know different. Look, I'll, I'll leave you with this. We're running out of time, I know. But yeah. Ronald Reagan's famous words were, he said, the most dangerous words in the English language are, I'm with the government and I'm here, here to, to help. help. <laughs> it's true. It's true. My guest has been Troy Newman of Operation Rescue. Go to operationrescue.org. You can read this article on the reasons why we need to be opening the economy. Troy, thanks for being on the program. We very much appreciate it. Keep up the good work out there and uh, let's keep saving lives uh, in the midst of this uh, COVID-19 crisis. You bet, buddy. Thank you so much. Okay. Again, my guest, Troy Newman, Operation Rescue, why we should be opening the economy now. And I, let me just finish with a couple of my own thoughts here. Uh, if you've been following me on my social media platforms, uh, different uh, Facebook and others, Twitter, 
you know that, uh, you know, we at Created Equal, me personally, we're following the governors. We're, we're following the orders of our governor. Uh, we're staying at home. We're practicing social distancing, all the hygiene things, all that good stuff. But there comes a time that we need to open the economy. And in Ohio, that date is set for May 1st. And I think that's a reasonable date. I'm concerned if we go beyond that, that we might be uh, going too far in that we might bring irreparable harm to the economy, which can lead to these other things that I mentioned, uh, which, you know, in my view, uh, can lead to more death, not less. Uh, if we thought COVID-19 was a big problem, wait until we have sustained unemployment at 20, 25%, 20 million Americans out of work. I'm concerned about that. Uh, and I'm also obviously concerned about the unborn. Uh, we were un unsuccessful in getting the governors to shut down these abortion mills, to cease surgical abortions. And because of that, it's time to open up the economy. It's time to get back where we can get about our work. And that is going to college and high school campuses, reaching people uh, on campus, reaching people in the cities, on the overpasses. Uh, and going to the abortion centers and counseling. If anything you've learned from today's program, it's time to go out and make a difference in front of these abortion centers because more and more women are likely visiting them for abortions. So let's get out on the streets. Let's sidewalk counsel. Let's reach out to men and women who are considering abortion more now than ever. You've been listening to your radio activist on the Mark Harrington Show. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America, God bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to the Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.